Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, episode 84. I am your co-host, Chad Michaelinis, and across the nation in the state of Rhode Island... I was going to say Rhode Island, Mississippi, but that's not a thing. What's your name? No, like, they're not even remotely close to each other. <laughs> um, uh, my name is Holden DePardo. Fun fact, though, Rhode Island, Go. smallest state, but has the longest name. Rhode Island is not the full name. Is that the longest name? It is. Rhode Island's full name, and this is official. This is not like it used to be called. Technically, it's still called this. The full name of the state is Rhode Island and Providence Plantations. I wonder why what? they don't include the plantations part. I swear what? to God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Isn't that weird? A big old bunch of clam racists. <laughs> yeah, Rhode Island, home of slavery. It's like slavery was not a thing <laughs> up in the north. Like, yeah. And now it was a thing in the north. But anyway, we'll, we'll ignore history for a second. This Racism. Is not a Speaking of being irreverent, this is the Kick-Ass Irreverent Gaming Podcast. <laughs> Formerly known as Split Screen. I wonder when we can stop saying that. Split Screen Gaming Podcast. I think we can stop saying that. I think can we've now we? recorded more. No, we haven't recorded no, more haven't. episodes of Respawning Fire, but it's been long enough. We can stop saying that. Long I don't enough. Think I've That's said what that. she said when she saw my fingernails. She said, Those are long <laughs> enough. You can trim them now. And I said, But I play guitar. <laughs> and I do heroin. No, Coke. What do you do with the long peaky nail? It's Coke, right? Coke, I get, you can do powdered heroin. That's possible. Powdered, you can do you snort, snort powdered heroin? You can snort heroin. Or do you like heroin. rub it on your gums? You can rub it. I don't know if you rub it on your gums, but I know you can snort heroin if you wanted to. Like, remember in uh, Lost, Charlie went into the bathroom and did uh, heroin, and he snorted it. That's right. And I'm that's sure exactly that an right. ABC show was very careful to make sure drugs were depicted realistically on air. ABC, easy as one, two, three, owned by Disney. So yep. is Marvel. Speaking of Marvel... Our cold open. Ooh. That was very good. 100% unintentional until I said the word Marvel and I said, that's great. Stanley has passed, everyone. Uh, creator of so many of your favorite comic book characters, including Spider Man, which is my favorite, the X Men. Uh, he was 95. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Holden, did you have any uh, connections to, to comics as a kid? No, I mean, I, my only connection to Marvel has really been the movies. And, like, I, yeah. I, I, I enjoy them, but I wouldn't consider myself, like, a huge fan of them. But you still have to recognize when someone has a gigantic imprint on culture. Yeah. And, I mean, Stan Lee is up there with Walt Disney in terms of just creating a huge repertoire of characters that are meaningful and impactful to people's lives, will be with us forever, and transcends himself. So you you just yeah. you can't not acknowledge someone like I I just wanted to mention him on the podcast just because he is such an important figure in our culture despite the fact that, like I don't really like read comic books or anything like that it just he's huge and he's really important and had a big impact yeah so, he of course still has a big impact and uh, I'm not gonna spoil anything but I am sure we will continue to see him or references to him or honoring him in future Marvel games as. Oh, yeah. I would not be surprised if in every single Marvel game, even if it's not a big thing, there's just like, oh, yeah, did you go in that Starbucks store? Did you notice that Stan Lee is, like, the cashier there? Like, little things like that (laughs) would be really funny. And I, you know Stan Lee would love that. Yep. Yeah, because he's in every single Marvel movie. (laughs) Every single – well, not every single one, but almost all of them. Almost all of them, yeah. Dude's a champ. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Moving on to our big chunky quest log. Mm, that's going to be my stripper name, Big Chunky. <laughs> <laughs> and you get no business ever. That's so gross. Yeah. It's like we have chastity, and for half the big price, chunky. we have. Big chunky. <laughs> <laughs> I come out 
of those giant, you know, the like comically huge Reese's cups they sell at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I just have like one over each nipple and then one covering my junk. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, Big let's end that there. I don't like that image. I don't like Microsoft. That image <laughs> Speaking of Microsoft, <laughs> <laughs> there were a big chunk of games announced for Xbox Game Pass at last week's XO18 event from Mexico City. Ooh. This was their biggest. Technically, there they called it like an inside Xbox happening at XO18. Mm-hmm. But did you watch any of it? No. I actually watched it live. The oh, whole you did? Okay. Thing. I'm yeah. glad you did because I didn't. <laughs> yeah. it. They treated it as if it were almost basically an E3 press conference. Yeah. Like the the attractions that they had there, the fans, the stage, the interviews. Well, like Looking at these new stories huge. related, it wasn't an E3 level Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was on the inside Xbox level of information. Which, you but know, for two hours. Exactly. For two hours. It, it's a fan thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so some notable things that came from it. One of mm-hmm. them is Microsoft. They save this for the very end of it. Microsoft Studios has bought the Fallout New Vegas developer Obsidian, mm-hmm. as well as a developer In Exile, who I've never heard of before. I hadn't either, but I actually have heard of the game Wasteland that they've made. I've never played it, never seen anything of it, but I've heard of it. Gotcha. Obsidian is pretty big. We mentioned Fallout New Vegas, South Park: The Stick of Truth. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah! And Kotor Two, and a bunch of other stuff. So uh, I'm very excited to see what they have in store. I'm really pumped for them to start building up their first parties so that they hit the next gen strong. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Um, these are also like big studios. Like Obsidian's a huge purchase. Yeah, that's a big one. XL and XL. I'm sure they they have something in mind with that. I don't really know what it is, but Obsidian's like, man, they're going to get some huge RPGs that are exclusive to Xbox. What a great catch! Yeah, what a so good I, catch. I did my thing that I like to do and What's your pour thing? through the numbers. Oh, did you look at numbers and graphs? I didn't do any numbers and graphs this time. What I did do is looked up what every single Microsoft studio is and compared that to what every single Sony studio is. Oh. And I found some surprising things. First when you of say all, compare, I, do you mean like just just like the number of studios. I don't I didn't oh, go okay, gotcha. so deep into it to compare like the size of the studios. I think some of the Sony studios are bigger than what um, than what Microsoft has. But honestly, like, if you look at the numbers here, I dis on both the Sony side and the Microsoft side, I just removed studios that aren't attracting um, players to their console. Like, what I mean by that is, like, on Microsoft side, they have Mojang for Minecraft. But that's not really attracting right. Microsoft, like, people to Xbox. Um, same thing on, like, the Sony side. I got rid of anything that was, like, smartphone-related or VR-related, um, which was only one VR-related studio. And I got rid of the studio, like, London Studio, which does, like, Playroom and SyncStar. Like, that's not really going to, like... I just focused on, like, what the studios are making... Did they just do Astrobot? They did. But again, just that's do a VR Astrobot. only. That's, that's a VR only thing. That was kind of counting because I removed all the Hololens stuff off of Microsoft as well. Gotcha. So I really just focused on like what were the big like studios that are going to bring tentpole games, and there are eleven total Microsoft studios now that bring tentpole games. Seven of those Dang. were bought this year. Dang. Seven of those were bought this year. So how many Sony studios do you think there are then? If there are eleven Microsoft studios now, well, we've had some closures in the last few years. A I'd lot say of maybe closures, maybe like eight or nine. Nine. Nine or ten. Yeah. The reason I say or ten is because there's a Santa uh, Mateo studio that hasn't done anything yet. So we don't really know what they're going to 
do, and they're also a pretty new studio. But yeah, I mean, Microsoft and Sony are now, in terms of the number of studios, are pretty much on par with each other. But then you have things like Japan Studios, one of them for Sony. Japan Studio outputs a lot of games. Yeah. So that's not the same thing as saying, like, Naughty Dog. Right, Naughty Dog does a game every few years. Exactly. But most of these studios do a game every few years. But, I mean, I think they're if they're in parity that much with Sony, that's great. And they have really good developers on, on both sides. Like, I'm really excited now. I think this is great. This is so exciting to see. It's going to make the next generation way more interesting than this generation ever was. Right? So... It's it's finally going to be a console war again. I can't wait for people to fight and have petty (laughs) arguments again. (laughs) But although it'll be much more legitimate petty arguments. It's true. There was really no argument this time around. It's like, yeah, Xbox has good hardware, but PlayStation's the better console. Yeah, I do Xbox. I mean, I get it. I suck. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone does have a justification. JK. There was like, oh, I have Xbox. It's it's just because my friends aren't also on Xbox. It's always like something. (laughs) Um, so yeah, good for Microsoft there. But yep. what other huge announcements do they have at XO? Huge announcement. Crackdown 3 got another release date. It was February 22nd with the whole mass of everything. And then it was, was it just February. Was it February 22nd or was it just February? It was originally February 22nd. Okay, they did say that. Okay. And then they took a step back and said February. And now it is February 15th. So the day after Valentine's Day, you can play a game starring Terry Crews that only a handful of people care about. Yep, but why not though? It's going to do much better February 15th than it would next to Anthem. That's absolutely true. And, uh, yeah, good for them. I'm really curious what you think about this next stuff, though. There's kind of two stories that I I think are related, but they're not technically related. Let's go Um, to the first one. Hold on, we still have to announce PUBG. That's right, PUBG. PUBG is coming to Xbox Game Pass along with 15 other games that you probably don't care about. Except for Hellblade. Hellblade is coming. Well, that's not surprising, though, because technically uh, that's a first party now. Um, it's let's go to on... the big stuff. Wait a minute. That says November 12th. I thought it was December 7th. Nope. Just kidding. That's later for Sony. November we'll 12th, PUBG is on Xbox Game Pass. So you can finally get the game free-ish and then buy the $45 oh gosh. You're Joker spending so and... much time talking about PUBG. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk about PUBG for that long. <laughs> and then tell me about these things that you're curious about. So, okay. Two stories here. We'll one at a time. One is that Phil Spencer was talking uh, in an interview um, with a website called Level Up, and he basically just said that streaming game streaming is never going to be the the def- like the main best way to play games. Dedicated gaming on a console will always kind of be the best way to play games. This is kind of the gist is what he was saying. Here is the quotes. Um, no, there are certain scenarios where a, a streamed game is the best answer. On a console, the best scenario is for you to download that game and play. If you're on a PC that's um, capable of downloading and playing a game, download and play that game, is what he said. He said, went on to say, streaming is something that's further out in terms of becoming really mass market. Everybody doing it, and even way farther out before it's the best way to play a game, if it ever is, Spencer says. It's about giving you choice as a player, not about replacing what you do. Investing to make um, the games even better is kind of what their their goal is. Um, and I think he's right. I, yep. I kind of look at it as like wired headphones versus wireless headphones. Wireless oh, sure, headphones yeah. will become the default way most people use headphones. But like audio aficionados or people who make music will probably still use wired headphones because that will still always offer the best sound quality. Yeah, I, I think about it as uh, Netflix versus buying a 4K Blu-ray. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can watch 4K stuff on Netflix and it's passable. 
and it looks great to most people but then you put in a 4k blu-ray on an oled 4k tv and you're like oh <laughs> yeah <clears throat> but yeah i agree it, 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 so he basically says it's either super far away or we're never going to reach the point where streaming is going to be better than downloading and i kind of agree with him yeah absolutely it just makes sense um and then the next story i, I these stories are not related i just think they're related the next story is that Microsoft is building a diskless Xbox One coming out next year. This is a rumor. This is not official. But the plan is that it's going to be $200 or less. And here's the thing that will make this viable. A disk-to-digital program where mm-hmm. you can bring it to a participating retailer. I'll talk about that in a second. Yep. And you can basically trade in your physical version of a game for, I'm assuming, it'll be like a download code to right. download the game um, to, your, to your Xbox One. Um, I buy it. I think that makes complete sense. Yeah. There's already some precedent for this. Mm -hmm. When the PSP Go launched in Europe and Japan, they had a program where you could bring in your physical UMDs and get digital versions of them. That was not Mm -hmm. available in the US, however. Yeah. So you had to rebuy all of your stuff digitally. But then you already... What retailer was that through? I'm curious. Uh, I think it was pretty much universal. Like you could go to GameStop or, well, I guess over there it's game or EB games. Yeah. Um, Because I'm thinking that won't, like, I don't think that GameStop would allow that nowadays. I don't know. I mean, they're still selling the hardware itself. They're still selling game cards and they're shifting from more money off of used games, which will go away if they're, unless they can keep that physical version to sell as a used game. Yeah. There Maybe that's the agreement, and that would be really smart of – because Microsoft wouldn't want a cut of that. They could just say, hey, just take that game and use it. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I buy it, and I yeah. think that this is kind of a step. The, the reason I think these two are connected, this, the streaming story and this diskless console, I don't think that this diskless console is a way of necessarily testing a streaming service, but I do think it's a way of testing a really cheap version of one of their – devices without a disc in it which is what a streaming console would look like let's say like hey are people interested enough in just downloading their games right now oh they are so let's then they might be interested in also streaming their games only as well so i think that this is going to be really interesting i think it honestly could be a big hit i would get this xbox over any other xbox because i don't buy physical games anyway i mean i don't get out of here god gross it is. It's gross. It's just. It's just. It's disturbing. I mean, it's even. I have still to around, wash my hands Jack. every time I put a disc in. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I think that would be the the Xbox I would get. So I think so too. It's cool stuff. That's all I gotta say. And you know, maybe. Sorry, thinking about maybe if they don't have to surrender the disc at at launch, maybe it's like a discounted thing. Like, have you ever been to like at Walmart? If you yeah. bring in a DVD or a Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. They can, like, say, oh, for $5, we'll upgrade this to a digital version. And then they put, like, this little stamp or seal or something like that that mm-hmm. keeps you from doing that over and over. But you can yeah. still keep the disc and the digital copy. Mm-hmm. But I guess that disc would be useless on a digital Xbox anyway. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see if it's even fucking real. <laughs> so that wraps up our Microsoft news for the week on our quest log. And now we're going to talk about, or maybe not talk too much about, our playtime. Playtime yeah. for me includes two games. I'm not going to talk about either one. One of them is Ocarina of Time. <laughs> <laughs> one of them is Ocarina of Time, and that's our barf for the month, and that's uh, coming up on uh, whatever the end of the month is. You know what that is. Yeah. And then the other one we're embargoed on until 
next know. until Tuesday, so like four or five days from now. Yes, we cannot talk about it until Tuesday. I played that same game as well, and boy, am I excited about it. Oh, we'll just oh. have to wait till Tuesday to talk about that. Um, I also played Ocarina of Time, and I also can't talk about it either. But I did play two other games this week. Ooh, tell me, tell me, tell me. I played Red Dead Redemption 2. Shit that happened in Red Dead Redemption 2 with Holden Departo. <laughs> I actually don't have too much to share because I was just doing mostly story stuff and not, like, side stuff as much. Yeah. Um, but I'm now in Chapter 3 of the game because <laughs> I've been really, like, taking my time in Chapter 2. At work, this guy's like, so where are you in the game now? I'm like, I just started Chapter 3. He's like, do you ever play this game? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's beaten it already, uh, and I, I'm still really enjoying it. I think the thing that still impresses me the most about it is just how seamless everything is. Yeah. Um, I got to my camp once, and I was just walking back to my uh, my place. I was going to go to sleep, and then this woman started to talk to me, and I turned over and started talking to her, and then I just started a mission. Like, it just felt very naturally as it kind of progressed. It was cool. That stuff's still there. Um, but I don't want to, like, ruin story story stuff for people who haven't played the story. Sure. So I don't want to talk too much about that. I think most of my stories are just going to be things that are outside the story I experienced. And I don't really have much to share in terms of that right now. But I would I did... like to share that the more I listen to impressions from people that I uh, I follow, yeah, the more I'm very glad I didn't pick up this game. And really? I'm only saying this because I like to make you feel disenchanted with the game as well. <laughs> but... <laughs> No, everyone, like, everyone at Kind of Funny Games, except for Jared Petty, is like, this game is technically mind-blowing and amazing, but it's just a slog and a chore to do. It's so It's a chore to play, and I'm not having fun, but it's so beautiful and amazing, but I'm not having fun. But it's kind of like The Last of Us, where, like, The Last of Us isn't fun. No, but, but it's, it's so good. But it's so good, and that's the same thing with, like, Red Dead, is that it's so not about it being a game. It's just about feeling like you're a cowboy. <laughs> just face it, Holden. The That's game is, is bad, and people are going to finally wake up and realize that when Game Awards comes around. I don't. I mean, we'll talk about the Game Awards. Um, not Will this we? episode. Did we'll talk about this. No, yeah, I didn't actually. I didn't even talk about this ahead of time. I want to do a predictions episode. Uh, oh, duh, next, yeah, next I Tuesday. Figured. So we'll just do it all then. Um, Wait, next no Tuesday during the embargo. Well, not game next Tuesday. The Tuesday the following, after. Okay, the following Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Um, this is how we plan things out, everybody. This is yeah! How it this is how the sausage gets smushed into our mouths without the casing. <laughs> Ew. Um, what was I talking about again? That's right, Red Dead Redemption 2. Let's get off that topic. R-D-D-U-T-D. Yeah. So... I meant to say R-D-D-T. <laughs> I had a stroke. When I am done with school, I'm going to play the shit out of Red Dead Redemption 2. I can't wait. But at the same time, I'm like, no, take your time, because I really just love just savoring it yeah and then also at the same time god of war dark souls remastered i know so dark souls remastered uh i just caved super smash bros it was the stupidest purchase i've ever made because <laughs> like i had no reason to buy dark souls remastered i have yeah, you did it. oh i forgot to include another game what? um hitman 2 i got hitman 2 this week and they mm. played some of that i played a lot of games this week um I had Hitman 2 coming out this week, Pokemon came out this week, and then last Friday I'm like, I'm bored, I'm going to play Dark Souls. I could have played Ocarina of Time, I could have played Red Dead, but I decided to get Dark Souls, and now I'm six hours into the game. Yeah! <laughs> and I can't stop, and it like everyone says, this is the best Dark Souls game. This is the best Dark Souls game so far, I really, really like really? it. Really? Oh yeah. god, I haven't even fucking started it. I bought it a long it's, time ago, but I haven't started it. It's really good. It. It's Dark Souls. It's like, it's not going to be like, whoa, this is so much different. But I've been kind of just surprised by, like, some of the enemy encounters I've had. Mm -hmm. um, I went to this forest area, 
and this knight is laying on the ground in front of me. He stands up, and he's moving kind of slow, so I'm like, I don't have anything to worry about. This guy's really slow. I'll just kind of, like, walk around him and start stabbing him in the back. And then he does this thing where he holds his sword up in the air, and there's this, like, ring of light. And then all of a sudden, the ring of light's around me, and I'm moving at half the speed I normally do. And I'm like, yeah. Like, I can't. So I realized, like, oh, I and can And we still, all know like, you're all about that stamina and moving quick. Exactly. So, like, it just totally broke how I play that game. And there have been a few moments like that where I'm like, that was clever. You do good job. Good job from software. Um, so, yeah, really good. Six hours in. I love it. But I need to stop playing it because I need to play n- the new games, like I told myself. <laughs> <laughs> like Smash Bros and this Pokemon game. And I this... can't fucking wait for Super Smash Bros. I'm not even good at it. I'm not going to, like, succeed at any kind of tournaments with people at work. But I can't fucking wait. Yeah. And um, and then I played Hitman 2 this week. And let me just tell you, um, Hitman 2 is really good so far. Okay. It is – I here's the thing. I wouldn't call it Hitman 2. I would call it Hitman Season 2 because it's really that's just a lot the of people same saying, yeah. game. Yeah. I know that's not – like everyone's been saying that. But there are definitely quality of life improvements that are really nice. Two of them that are are great. One is that <laughs> when you wanted to switch items, you just kind of pick up stuff in, in the area that you're in, your environment. So you might have like a silenced gun, a lock pick, some coins, a crowbar, uh, like a fiber wire to choke somebody, a shuriken to throw. You found another gun from somebody. Like, it just starts to kind of pile up a little bit. And when you want to look at that menu in Hitman 1, it overtakes the entire screen and then you don't know what's happening around you. But in this game, it's just like a little thing you see in the bottom of the screen, and you can just swipe through it, and it's really nice. I like that. The other one that's really cool, you can when you beat a level, you can go back to that level and then say, hey, I want to bring certain equipment with me so I can do this level a different way. Kind of like New Game Plus? Not even like a New Game Plus. <clears throat> Think of it just like it's like a loadout. You're okay. just changing your loadout. And when... You say you want to bring a sniper rifle because you want to snipe some people or something like that. Snipe the people you want to kill. Um, that you have to kill. And then you have to just walk around with a sniper rifle on your back. Which isn't really great if you're walking through, like, say, a fashion show in Paris. <laughs> Doesn't work so well. But in this game, you can get a briefcase. And you can just put that, like, gun in the briefcase and then, like, reassemble it when you get to the location you want to. Which really kind of changes how you'd approach certain areas. So it's a lot of fun, but ultimately it's just more Hitman. Speaking of fashion show in Paris, do these yeah. quality of life improvements apply to... Because you get all of the season one content in the second game, right? I was getting... I'm getting to that right now. Oh, okay. So I bought Hitman season one. I have all of them. For some reason, I can't play it in Hitman 2. I haven't looked too deep into this. So this might just be I'm an idiot and don't realize something very basic. Probably user error, yeah. It's probably user error. It seems like... I need to have the the game of the year edition of Hitman One in order to get really yeah, which I only need to spend twenty bucks to get, and it will come with an additional campaign. So I'm like, I should just do it anyway because no. I really like this game. No, it's an educational opportunity. No, 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 because I'm want to get that that DLC pack that comes with the game of the year edition anyway. So why wouldn't I just buy that? I don't know. I want that DLC pack. I want it. It's DLC for the first game, not the second game. Um, but then you can play that in the first game, in the second game. Yeah, but then all the but you're right though. All the quality of life improvements and all that carry over to um, to the first game. 
one other thing I like about this game too is just how yep. it starts. The first Hitman game had the lamest. I mean, the first Hitman game, season one, Hitman season one, um, had the lamest like introduction to the mechanics. They literally put you in a warehouse, and then in the warehouse is a boat, and like there's a party in the boat, and it's all set up to be like a training simulation. But gotcha. with people like sitting on the boat, it's like, and it's really lame when you think about it because it's like, oh wow, the stakes are low because basically these are just like paid actors on a boat that are supposed to ignore me when I'm doing things. But this one is you; it's story related. You're you land on a beach and you have to go invade this beach house and like and then like get information inside the house and then kill a target in the house. It's a much better setup and an opening than the opening to the season one. So I appreciated that. One more thing about Hitman 2, then we'll move on. No, that's okay. Go. Hitman 2, gush. Gush. This really pissed me off. It's not a seasonal game. It's all in one, right? Right. But it downloads each level individually. And it doesn't do them in order. So when I beat the introductory tutorial and it said do you want to start miami i said yes but it downloaded the the last level first (laughs) so like why did you do that why didn't you just have it as one big package to download as opposed to all the separate like you can't even buy them separately why did you do that but in my download queue each level was there separately it didn't make any sense so that really drove me nuts that really kind of pissed me off actually it was just really poor and that might have just been like Sony queued it up improperly on their side, but it still only happened because IO Interactive decided to split it up into individual yeah. packages to download. It doesn't make any sense, but well, they probably it's still did that because of so the, the feature where, like, you know, you can start playing the game. In fact, you were able to play the intro of the game before the whole thing was done playing. Yeah. So, like, that's been a feature on this generation of consoles. Like, oh yeah, you can jump into the maybe the single player, and then the multiplayer will keep downloading in the background. Yeah. But yeah, probably just queued up wrong. Mm-hmm. I could have just gone to a later level and just started that one immediately if I wanted to. They don't stop you from doing that. But I don't exactly. I don't want to do that. Um, Get out oh, of here. I'm sorry. One more. One more. One more thing. This is the last thing. I promise. This thing. is the last okay. thing. They don't have cutscenes anymore. They have storyboard sequences, and Ooh, they're interesting. Yeah, they're very well produced. They're very well produced, but they had cutscenes in, the, in the last game, and now they don't. And I know that they had all the stuff with Square Enix. They don't have the budget from Square Enix anymore. So I'm yeah. sure it's just really just that. But it definitely makes it seem a little It kind of reminds below. me of Infamous whenever you had, like, comic book panels going between things for story it's, beats. It's that fine cool. in that, though, because it's, it's a superhero story. That makes sense. Right. It, doesn't, it doesn't work as well. It's not bad. It's just it wasn't like that before, and it, I know it can be better. So that's all. Got to admit, it's getting better. That brings us to the end of that segment. Boom, boom, boom. Y'all, we've got a special new segment just for this episode. Ooh. Are you ready? No. It's called Black Friday Deals. We're going to talk about a couple of Black Friday deals. Last year we did this. I think we went on way too long. It was disorganized. (laughs) I've split it up into like three or four deals under like three or four categories that I think are worth calling out. And then we'll move on. Yes. So if you guys are shopping... For video game related stuff, this upcoming week, first of all, most of it's already started now. So you can get a lot of this already. But here are some really amazing things. If you're shopping for consoles, PS4 plus Spider-Man for $199. And that's available everywhere. Holden, you should buy that bundle just to get Spider-Man and then you should play Spider-Man. No. Yeah. 
No, I just yeah. don't really. I just don't want to play Spider-Man. You should play it. Shut up. And then... <laughs> if you if you play Red Dead Redemption Two, I will play Spider-Man. But I also have a lot more other games I have to play too. That you've requested. You did not specify play. how much hmm. of Red Dead Redemption Two I have to play. You didn't specify how much. Uh, no, but that's fucking amazing. A PlayStation Four plus a new game that just came out two months ago. That's the fastest selling PS4 exclusive ever. Anyway. Xbox One X is three ninety nine. They announced this at XO eighteen three ninety nine. Yeah. Pretty much everywhere. There is also, if you're willing to spend the extra thirty dollars, which I would suggest, <clears throat> an nice Xbox burp. One X Gold Rush Edition. This is the Battlefield Five bundle, mm-hmm. but it has like the cool gold gradient on it. But it comes with yeah. the Xbox One X, the Battlefield Five, and an that extra controller. That sounds like it could be really tacky. If you look at it, it's not too bad. Okay. But it's only thirty bucks extra. That's four twenty nine. That's at Best Buy. And then if you want an Xbox One S, you can get the Minecraft edition also for one ninety nine everywhere. But hold on, what if you want to switch? Well, you can I, get last year's I don't. Mario Kart. It's a Kart. shitty console for babies. It is a baby console for babies. Oh no! I just poured water actually all over my dude. Notes. You should pour it all over your butts. And see, that's what you get for handwriting notes, Holden. Like it, it's streaking now. Oh god, streaking just like big chunky. <laughs> <laughs> Mario is Kart that Switch the third bundle. lifelong friend? Can we make that Big is, Chunky yes, a third lifelong friend? Big Chunky friend? with the giant Reese's Cup titties. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Switch Mario Kart bundle for $2.99. There's PSVR bundles with some of the best games. Astrobot and Moss for $1.99 this year. Moss is so good. And then there's a Creed thing for the Creed movie. And super hot wow. bundle, but that one comes also with move controllers, which I think if <laughs> you're getting so random, if you loved Creed, you're gonna love super hot. <laughs> like, <laughs> why are those two together? Because uh, they had to bundle Creed in with something. And uh, Creed is a super hot good movie. I don't know. Very good. Very good. That was actually not, you know, it wasn't some piss good. poor reviews. Creed is two it? Is, actually, yeah. yeah. For some digital stuff, you can get a 12 month PS Plus subscription for forty dollars, which is normally sixty. Uh, that's available in cl- already on the PSN. In fact, I just Actually, got it an hour I'm ago. due for that right now. Yeah, if you're due for it. Or yeah. mine doesn't come up again until June, but I could buy it now, and it will add another year to that. So you might as well do it that way. I did. So yeah. I already got that on the PSN, but it's also physical form a lot of places. Yeah. Similarly, you could get three months of Xbox Live for twelve fifty at Walmart and I assume a bunch of other places. And then uh, other hardware-related things, $40 controllers, a bunch of places. 99 okay this is if you're buying joy cons you can get a 99 dollars bundle with two joy cons the green and the yellow and super mario party and i highly recommend getting that bundle super mario party though listen super mario party we both played it we both admit it was fun you played it in the wrong scenario i played it in the right one and it was a blast but it's like that uh it's like you know we what was it the what was the one that was bundled with the wii moat we play was, yeah, it was Wii Play. Yeah. It was Wiimote with the Wii Play. Like, it was basically the same price, but you get a free game with it. That's kind of what this is. Because the Joy-Cons are already 80 bucks. Mm-hmm. So, spend an extra $20, get a fun time game. All right. $80 Mario Maker 2DS, and then here are some games I think you should buy. You should play God of War with Holden in December. <laughs> for $22 on the PSN. Horizon I will I will be bucks. playing that game, so that you is true. To. You'll be playing that with me in December. It's actually, do you want to just make that barf so I actually will play that game in December? No, I'm because kidding. I have other games I need to play for barf. I'm I kidding. mean, for December. Yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn is 15 you bucks. You want to play God of War again? Humanist 22. I didn't hear what you just I said. Do. I do. I will play it again. 
Everyone else heard it. Don't worry, Holden. And then finally, you can get one month of Xbox Game Pass and one month of Live for $1 each, which means you can play PUBG for 2 bucks. Ooh. And Bastion is $3.75 on Xbox. Bastion's Lots of deals. Game. There are a ton of like really new games for some pretty significant discounts. So mm-hmm. go look at your favorite place. Buy some shit. Do it on sale. Don't buy anything full price. Yeah. Well, I want to jump into this third-party news, Chad. Dude, you jump with both feet, both hands, and your tailbone. Shake it's a tail a- feather. I don't think I have OCD, I've, but I, a little OCD part of me is very happy with the third-party news this week. Because this fits nicely into two sections. Returning favorites and Final Fantasy XV. <laughs> Everything fits into those two sections very nicely. So let's talk about returning favorites, then we'll talk about Final Fantasy XV. There are a lot of, of things that we're hinting at or rumoring, uh, are rumored to uh, have big game franchises that we enjoy coming back. That was a really you, poor maybe. way of phrasing that, but I think you yeah. got the point. No, um, no, <laughs> the first one is that the uh, from software game Deracine. Is it Deracine? Yeah. Deracine. Deracine. Uh, Deracine has an Easter egg that has the doll from Bloodborne in it. A and, doll that looks very similar. Yeah, it looks very similar. But the description for the doll says, and I quote, A doll from the stone girl Fiona who appears in the unfinished tale. When a person has a bad dream, Fiona appears and helps them flee. And people are saying, ooh, that sounds a lot like Bloodborne. Bloodborne 2's probably happened. It's been confirmed. And I think that's Well, I think the thing is because they're saying it's an unfinished tale. Yeah. That game did not wrap it up like they thought. You still never saw the good, the final ending of that, did you? No, I didn't. I, it's just the funny bitch. thing is that I actually got all the umbilical cords, but I didn't I know. do something with them. Yeah, I was an idiot. You just got to eat them right before the final boss. Yeah. So um, I don't think this means that there's a Bloodborne 2 coming. I think there's probably a Bloodborne 2 in the works, but this doesn't necessarily mean that. It just means that they're putting an Easter egg in their game. Calling but the unfinished now. tale part is interesting, yeah. Bloodborne 2, PS5 launch title. I would buy a PS5 day one. Yes! Bitch, please! Oh my gosh. That would be the best launch title outside of Breath of the Wild ever. Yep. Yeah. Um, the next one I'm most excited about, because this is the only like confirmed returning favorite of... Not the only confirmed, but this is like the biggest one, I'd say. Uh, Massive On Mass Effect Day, which is November 7th, Mass, the uh, Bioware had a little video talking about um, you know what... What Mass Effect, you know, means to them. And then at the end of it, Katie Hudson said, It means coming in every day, dreaming about what the next great Mass Effect game will be. And I shit my pants. I was so excited. <laughs> it's not dead. It's not dead. Mass they're Effect do is it. not dead. Don't fuck it up, please. <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're making another Mass Effect game. They, that is an announcement. There's no other way to read that. Um, they're making a Mass Effect game, and that's very exciting. We know nothing. I doubt we'll hear anything in a very long time. Very long time, yeah. This is going to be a next-gen game, this but I'm be, very excited. Calling it now. Mass Effect, whatever the next one is, PS6 launch title. PS6 launch title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of launch titles, this next one is rumored to be a launch title. Whoa! Valve is working on its own VR headset, and it's rumored that it will launch with a Half-Life VR game. What? So, just a quick on the uh, leaked hardware. There's a picture of the leaked hardware. Uh, the rumored specs are just going to have a 135-degree field of view. I think most headsets are at 110 degrees right now. 
That sounds right. Yeah, 110. So it's going to be wider, wider uh, field of view. It's going to have Knuckles motion controller. Knuckles is like quotation as if like that's like a trademark they're going to have. So I'm assuming it sounds like it's going to be something glove based is what I would imagine Knuckles would mean. To me, that kind of leads me to believe it's something with like, like finger tracking, like is what finger I mean. tracking. Yeah, and yeah. it has those uh, like brass knuckles, like things you put in there. Maybe like, yeah. rather not like a glove, but and they're also designed too. Like if like you know when you're in VR and I think the brass knuckle thing is really good. When you're, when you're in VR and like you get touched or something like that, and it freaks you out. You can use your brass knuckles and punch the person, and it just makes you feel safer. So that's what they're for. No, I don't understand okay. the question, and I won't respond to it. <laughs> there are two cameras built into the headsets, kind of built-in headphones. That stuff's all boring. Let's talk about this Half-Life game, which is apparently oh. going to be a prequel, and it'll be bundled into the headset. Mm. Here's why: it, like bundled into the headset, like well, bundled built the in on onboard storage. Yeah, like when you put it on, you're going to get like the, like a mustache, like Gordon Freeman, and it's wild. It's oh a my crazy God. headset, and it's um, all Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's right. So, two things on this. One is they've said that in the past that they're waiting with Half Life for new technology to come out, and I've always predicted, and I predicted this in our vaporware episode. I'm pretty sure I didn't go back and listen to it, but I'm pretty sure I predicted this back in our vaporware episode last year. Is that they will do Half Life three on a VR headset? Yeah, and this kind of suggests that. Um, but then I thought about that a little bit more and realized that would be incredibly shitty of valve to do hey guys we promised this third game in the franchise we never did it you've been waiting more than a decade for it buy this headset for the next half-life oh game. man yeah that's really shitty like they'd have they have to release half-life separately from vr and a vr game if they wanted to do this i think but they're not gonna do that I think it'd be really shitty of them. Do you think enough people still give a fuck about Half-Life for this to matter at all? You know, I think people talk about it a lot, but I don't know if they talk about it because they care or if it's just really funny to be like, Half-Life 3 is coming. I mean, like me, I'm I'm it's... almost 30. I am young enough that I missed that train. I missed the Half-Life, Half-Life 2 train. My brother yeah. definitely was on it. But yeah. like I've, I've played a little bit of Half-Life 2 and I was like, wow, this is ugly. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And... The majority of gamers nowadays, like, I understand, yeah, gamers are in their 30s and 40s now, and those are the kind of people that care about it, but most people are, yeah, have never played those games or have no affinity for them at all. Honestly, I played, I just want to say half of Half-Life 2, and really didn't care for it. Really, Dude, I'm just... going to put out a poll right now. Do you give a fuck about Half-Life? No, I think you really should. I'd be very curious if the results of that would, would be. I didn't like Half-Life that much, but it's also one of those things where, and this is, I think, pretty common with me, I don't really, like, I like going back and playing old games sometimes, but, like, most of the Barf episodes we've talked about older games, I'd usually talk about how archaic they feel compared to nowadays, and that's exactly how I felt playing Half-Life 2. There's a part where you're driving this car around, and the mission just goes on forever, and it's the worst driving controls. It's just fucking atrocious. <laughs> and then you, you, uh, it's not actually atrocious, but you know, I'm, I'm over, uh, I'm hyperbole there. But the, the controls weren't really designed for joysticks. So, like, when you play on an Xbox controller, which is how I was playing it, it didn't feel right. The shooting mechanics to me. I'm sure in a PC it feels great, but I don't know. I just was kind of underwhelmed by it. It's one of those things where 
I know it's revolutionary and it inspired yeah. all these other first person shooters, but I've played the first person shooters that were inspired by Half Life. So I've seen those things that Half Life has done before and it makes it harder to go back. So yeah, I think you have a strong point there. Like for me, if Half Life 3 was announced, it'd be like, great. I'm like, I'm, it's cool to see it. I'm curious how people will respond to it. I'll be interested in it for those reasons, but I don't actually care myself. No, I'm in the same exact either. boat you are. Dude, boats suck. <laughs> I get seasick. <laughs> I don't get seasick, but fuck boats. The sea smells gross. Actually. Fish are gross. Oh, I like here. sailing. I used to, I, I mean, I live in a harbor town in Rhode Island. And as yeah, a I kid, like canoeing. I, go, I like kayaking, but I don't oh, want to go, go out on the ocean. I don't want to smell like seafood. Ew. I go sailing in the harbor all the time. It was a lot of fun. I'd rather be sailing. Yes, I would. William Finn, one of the greatest Broadway composers of all time. Very Do you know underrated. When it's, yeah. Do you know when it's not safe to go sailing, Chad? When? During a, a blizzard. blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> so blizzard uh, is talking about. there are blizzards out in the ocean? Was that? Do you think there were blizzards out in the ocean? Uh, yeah. That's so weird to think about, like, huge, heavy that... snowstorms over the ocean. I don't know why that's oh. weird to me. Her, 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 blizzard's like a cold, uh, a blizzard's a cold hurricane, is how I like to look at it. And hurricanes have to come from the water. But I just, like, I can't for some reason imagine like snow on a boat. <laughs> I've seen snow on a boat. It's or just weird. like a snow cloud just snowing over water. You're it's from so North Carolina. It's, it's a whole Come on and raise up. Take your shirt off. <laughs> Spin it like a helicopter. South Carolina. Come on and raise up. Let's Petey talk Pablo. about the video game blizzards. Petey Pablo probably has survived a blizzard in his lifetime. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So Blizzard had this whole thing with the mobile version of Diablo, Diablo Immortal. And apparently they're working on more uh, mobile titles Um uh, Alan Adam, who is the executive producer at Blizzard, basically says that, and I don't agree with this at all, he says that he's noticed more gamers are spending time on mobile devices, and they're spending their time away from their desktop, being their primary experience. And he says that because we've noticed this trend, they're saying they're they're going to make more of their IPs, excuse me, available on mobile. I I really want to know where he's getting that information from. Because they Blizzard makes Hearthstone as well, yeah. and Hearthstone, I'm willing to bet more people play Hearthstone on mobile than they do on desktop. I mean, and in that example, I think he's what he's saying is true. But like Overwatch what, or something like I that, people would only play. Yeah, go gamers yeah. are more going towards mobile from desktop. But Blizzard's audience right now is absolutely PC. Yeah, I think that's what like he's a, that, and then he's they're like. Let's try and rope in some of that other audience that is leaving desktop and try to bring them into the Blizzard world as well. I don't know. I just told you. I don't How know. do you not know? I just explained it to you. I'm just saying I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. Like, I don't know. Um, they've said in the quarter, this is that there's more products in development today at Blizzard than we've ever had in our history. So they're doing well and they want to expand. Um, I get the, I get your need to, I get your explanation for the expansion and all that. It just seems like. I don't think that serious desktop gamers are leaving desktop because mobile is a better experience. I think that people only have so much time to play their games. And hey, I don't mind I don't, playing that mobile game, but I don't know desktop if you would call them serious desktop gamers. What was that? I mean, you would be surprised how many people quote unquote desktop game when it's like literally, oh, I'm going to jump on my PC and play The Sims, mm-hmm. and that's 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 their version of gaming. 
Okay, that's fair. And, and that like that used that was thing. my my old roommate that I used to live with. Mm-hmm. Like that was what she did. The yeah. only game she ever played was Sims, and it was on her Mac. And you can now get The Sims on your phone, I'm sure, or something very very similar to it. Yeah, you can get it on your phone for sure. All right. So yeah, I don't Chad. I don't think they're talking about like Call of Duty and Overwatch and things like that. I think they're talking about other more casual PC gamers. Whatever you say, Chad. You're always right. And those I'm people playing wrong. Minesweeper and Mahjong. Mahjong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Chad, it's called Mojang. They make Minecraft. I'm no, like, it's no, we're talking Mahjong. about something different. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking it's about. It's Asian. Now. Moving on to the second little subsection that your OCD loves so much <sighs> Final Fantasy 15 and Square Enix in general. Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy 15 had a stream not too long ago that. Everyone was expecting, oh man, some crazy new announcements. And there was the <laughs> announcement that all of their existing DLC that's in the works is being canceled. It's like, it's like a reverse announcement. Yeah. Um, director Tabata is leaving the company as well, or has mm-hmm. left to start his own studio and work on his own projects, be his own yep. boss. And uh, Luminous Production, which was created to make DLC... Uh, for the game and work on the on Final Fantasy 15 is now moving on to work on other AAA titles, which we now know are apparently going to be PS5 games. Ooh, PS5 launching alongside Bloodborne 2. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be on day one: Horizon Zero Dawn 2, Bloodborne 2, Final Fantasy 16. That seems le- reasonable. Yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. So the Noctis pack, the Luna Freya pack. Forget the third one that was on there that was canceled. This uh, I don't know. I don't know how it's Final Fantasy fifteen is weird because it's such a huge success and it always keeps getting content. And they're just like, yeah, this, 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 and this. But I'm, I never hear sales numbers. But also, it seems like there's still a crazy fan base that plays it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the reception of the Royal Edition was. I don't know whether that had anything to do with this cancellation. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Or whether it was just butting heads with Tabata. I don't know whether it was amicable or whether he's just like, hey, man, yeah, other people are making shit and I want to go make shit too. No one knows, but Nobody one day knows. And no Jason one... Schreier will tell us. <laughs> Let's go on some fetch quests. We have a fetch lot of fetch quests, quests this week. Baby, fetch quests. That's like Love Shack, but with quests that don't really matter that much or are very quick. <laughs> First fetch quest. This is my favorite. New trailer revealed as the quiet man receives free sound update today. <laughs> <laughs> so the story that you had no idea was happening and you didn't you didn't want to play New Game Plus, you can now just download the game and, and actually know what the story is. But the game is only three or four hours. You can play New Game Plus after that and it will be the length of a regular <sighs> game, Holden. And it apparently is one of the worst games ever made, so no thank you. I don't know worst games ever made. Based on it's, the reviews I saw, it was a it's bad being, game. It's being called the Room of Games. That's why I'm saying it that way. But uh, or the reason I say worst games ever too is that it's made by like Square Enix. It's not like it's made by some random indie developer. Yeah, and apparently it's atrocious. I literally got nauseous watching the gameplay. No, you got nauseated. The gameplay was nauseous. Oh, that's that's true. Okay, fine. I got nauseated. Fine, yes. Chad. Words matter. Language matters. Speaking of mattering, the Nintendo Switch almost matters now because it finally has YouTube. <laughs> Once it gets Netflix, it'll be a real thing. And guess what does matter? Red Dead Redemption 2 because it sold 17 million copies. That game matters. I'm sure it's already 25 by the time this headline came out. No, it's already at 90 million and has made $500,000 trillion. That's stupid. 
Red Dead Redemption 2 is stupid. <laughs> you know it's not stupid, though? Lightsaber Guitar Hero. Beat Saber launching on PSVR on Tuesday, November 20th, just a few days away, and I can't fucking wait to lose myself in it. Are you excited, Chad? Are you excited, Chad? I am fucking stoked as fucking. Are you as excited as for Beat Saber as you are for Eric? Or sorry, Patrick Soderland's new studio, the former... EA executive? Are you excited about that, Chad? Man, you stumbled all over I that. I stumbled all over that. That was a great transition, Holden. <laughs> really good job. Are you excited for that thing I stumbled all over? And clearly, I'm very excited about, too. No? Uh, okay, dude has a new studio and big plans. We don't know what any of them are, so I'm going to temper my expectations. Yeah, he said the, the big plans are that. Um, this is, again, Patrick Soderland, a former EA executive. Um, he basically said that the, the studio's goal is to make online experiences that we've never seen before. Sounds like I've heard that before. We'll see. Well, literally any game that's new and goes online is an online experience we've never seen before. That is true. That is fair. Boom. Shaka Khan. That is fair. Next up, Strategy Guide publisher Prima Games is shutting down. Part mm-hmm. of me was like, oh my god, I can't believe this. My childhood, I had all, I had the Ocarina of Time one, I had all the Donkey Kongs, the Super Mario, I had all of these guides. So then who buys Strategy Guides anymore? And then the other part of me was like, wow, they still exist? <laughs> like didn't it's they sad. know the internet happened like... it's sad but yeah i don't know how actually props to them for surviving all the way into 2018 with wikis and free guides and video walkthroughs all that kind of stuff out there now i guess the only way is that they'd say it around is some games just don't have good guides online like castlevania simply the night had horrible walkthroughs yeah online it was just like a giant text document <laughs> yeah. It was horrible. Like plain text too, not even like, you know, a rich text. Command F man. Yep. Um It was those old Game Facts guide. Did you ever yep. use Game Facts as a kid? Nope, never. You didn't? Nope, never did. Oh I had a God. weird childhood. I just didn't do things everyone else did. you did. have the I internet as a kid? I didn't use computers until I was twelve, thirteen years old. Jesus Christ, that explains a lot. Because you're so fucking stupid. <laughs> no, but I was actually – I had this conversation um, with my dad recently because um, I was realizing I didn't watch like Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, Disney. My two childhood movies were Liar, Liar, and Jurassic Park. Good movies though. Good movies though, but like not your typical like oh, – I guess Matilda. That's like the only like childhood movie like I really like hold dear. Matilda's great. Mm-hmm. Matilda's fucking wonderful. If you have also, not seen a Matilda, Broadway musical. Great Meh. movie. What movie? Um, Matilda's a Broadway musical now. Oh, is it? Interesting. Yeah, it was, it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, PUBG coming. We already foreshadowed this. PUBG yeah. is coming to PS4 on December 7th. You can buy it for $30, and then you can buy $45 worth of Joker and Harley Quinn skins, and then you can play with the rest of the world who doesn't care. Yes. Too little, too late, and now it's free on Xbox with Game Pass. <laughs> Uh, THQ Nordic has 35 unannounced games in development. That's too many games. That's too many games. <laughs> too many games, THQ Nordic. I really want to see a lot of them, like Time Splitters and Kingdoms of Amalur, but that's too many games. <laughs> There's no way you have 35 studios. <laughs> well, like, Microsoft and Sony combined don't even have 20 studios. <laughs> They don't even – do they even have 35 intellectual properties or are they just making 14 Darksiders games? <laughs> that's that's what it is right there. Oh, my God. That's insane. They're just – they're doubling down on Kingdoms of Avalor. They think they can make it a thing. They're going to make five of those games. Or do you think it's just games. like one 35-episode game and it's all episodic. Oh, do you want what it is? 
James Cameron has planned out 30 Avatar games <laughs> he's going to make over the next 20 years. So stupid. <laughs> so freaking stupid. Now for some more impactful news. Back into our quest log from our fetch quest. We jump into Sunny. Sunny plus Sashan. Sunny. Um, PlayStation Now might be more popular than any of us thought or expected from them. Um, yeah, PlayStation Now made $143 million in revenue in 2018. It's not profit. Revenue, not profit. Yeah, not profit. But the subscription market share, this is kind of what's interesting. Yeah. PlayStation Now had 52% of the market share by revenue mm-hmm. um, for streaming game services. EA Access had 33 uh, Sorry, not streaming. Subscription game services. And Xbox Game Pass had 15%, which is... Staggering because I thought everyone hated now and no one used it, and I thought everyone loved Game Pass and everyone just fucking had it. Uh, there or are some qualifiers are in for there. it and don't realize it. Yeah, <laughs> that that could also be a thing. There's some qualifiers in there now. Obviously, costs more than Game Pass. It's double mm-hmm. the price per month at twenty versus ten dollars. So they're going to make more revenue that way. So you could have an, the, you could have a closer user base than than you think. Yeah, the PlayStation install base is also more than double that we assume because Xbox doesn't release. Um, numbers but i just i honestly didn't think anyone was actually using playstation now and i think that's really interesting mm-hmm. to find out that not only are they using it but it's doing relatively well yeah i i would say relatively well in comparison to the other ones but I, yeah. let's be honest this is not like huge numbers no I mean, fifa and- made 600 million dollars just in microtransactions last year so like 143 right. million dollars is it's really not a lot in revenue but and in, in terms of gaming it only accounted for i think all 6%. subscriptions was six percent so sony's at three percent of of all gaming revenue comes from that here's something i want to i think this kind of makes sense um and why I'm actually not surprised to hear this. One is that PS PlayStation has a wider user base than Xbox does, for starters. And I don't think that the subscription models that are available on um, PC are that appealing. It's like EA yeah. Access or something like that. And, I mean, like you, you can have dedicated Sony fans. You can have dedicated Microsoft fans. You can have dedicated, like, Naughty Dog fans or, like, Nintendo fans. You, there's no one who's a dedicated EA fan or Activision fan or, like, no one loves each individual third party they just happen to like the games that those companies put out but no one's like yeah. oh i buy, i play every ea game i just love ea games <laughs> <laughs> so and that just doesn't exist so i'm not actually too surprised because pc i just don't think pc gamers have great options for, for subscription options i thought what was interesting in this was the subscribers average spending in each month was also looked at and the uh, subscribers of these services spend $25 a month compared to non-subscribers who spend $10 a month. I Does want that to include know, the subscription? Exactly. Does that include the subscription? Because let's say they're doing PS Now and they're spending $25 a month, which is 20 of that is the subscription and five of that is outside games, which means they're spending half as much as they would be if they were non-subscribers. You, know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's five instead of 10. So they're spending less money on the games, which means they're not buying new games as much. They're just playing old games on these services. So I actually don't think that's actually a good thing for the industry. It's good for the consumer, but not necessarily for the industry. One thing we didn't mention about the XO18 event that actually got some press, Mm -hmm. when they announced... Chad, we're not in that section anymore. This is related to this section. Oh my god, Chad. They were talking about (laughs) Sea of Thieves. My OCD part just just decided to not like this. (laughs) 
They they announced Sea of Thieves as the best selling Xbox exclusive. There are a lot of qualifiers. Yeah, Xbox qualifier exclusive porn. Yeah. new IP of this gaming generation. <laughs> Which that's what maybe it versus can't count Dying Light because that's a sequel. You can't count. I don't know how many there are, but what was what was interesting to note is that it had those sales and it got that record based on individual game sales, not including game uh, Game Pass downloads. That is interesting. So, like, even though the game's available for free, and actually there was a a, um, a quote from maybe it was Phil Spencer about how Gaming Pass is actually increasing word of mouth for these games. So, like, when Forza comes out on Game Pass, mm-hmm. people are playing it for free. And yeah. they're talking about how good it is. Yeah. And then other oh, people who don't have Game Pass are like, out. oh, there's a new Forza game? Great. I'll, I heard it's good. I'll play it. I'll buy the actual game. So um, he, it's interesting to note that because these games are included in your subscription, mm-hmm. that's actually making them sell more copies somehow, which interesting. is interesting. That's good. So uh, it uh, is interesting to hear. That's good. That's cool. Yeah. Your mom's butt. Yeah. Here's another one that hits me hard. Has hit other people in the nation I, I hard. I put this story in here specifically because of you, actually. I wanted to hear your yep. opinion of this. Um, so Chicago gamers will have to pay an extra tax on PlayStation Store purchases soon. Um, this is not new to... Like, this type of tax is not new. It's a 9% tax on things like the PlayStation Store, Xbox Store, Netflix, Spotify, digital forms of entertainment. Uh, it's also called the Hamilton Tax because it was enacted based on the popularity of the musical Hamilton and everyone's buying all the t- tickets and then people in New York or governments in New York and things like that are like, we want a piece of that. Um, so yeah, there's a 9% <laughs> tax on that. But there are other large markets that are already having this, but Chicago just recently passed the law and I got mm-hmm. the email from PlayStation last week saying, hey, by the way, your shit's going to be taxed more. Yeah, so what are your thoughts on that? I mean, if I were to buy this game at GameStop, I would have had to pay 10 and a half. So it is yeah. what it is. But I, I mean, that ten, well, ten point two five technically, that would have gone towards shipping costs, the toll that the roads take on the, uh, the toll that the trucks delivering mm-hmm. it take on the roads, paying for infrastructure, all that kind of stuff. Whereas this yeah. is just digital delivered over the internet, which is kind of meh. But no matter where I buy it, I'm gonna have to pay tax now. Which mm-hmm. as long as the taxes go towards something useful. Exactly, and you know, in yeah. Illinois and Chicago, with all the corruption, that it's definitely going to absolutely. All governments are well-running, just well-greased machines that run definitely. very efficiently. Yeah, definitely. I think the statistic is four out of the five previous governors of Illinois are in jail for some kind of corruption. <laughs> you must be so, proud. You're hashtag very proud. proud. <laughs> proud mom. And then what is maybe the most shocking news of this entire week? Absolutely, PlayStation yeah. is skipping E3 next year I for don't the know. first time in its 24-year history. Yeah, I don't know how to wrap my head around this. I really don't. Um, here's, here's the statement from, from Sony um, about this. As the industry evolves, Sony Interactive Entertainment continues to look for inventive opportunities to engage the community. PlayStation fans mean the world to us, and we always want to innovate, think differently, and experiment with new ways to delight gamers. As a result, we have decided not to participate in E3 2019. We are exploring new and familiar ways to engage our community in 2019 and can't wait to share our plans with you. Sounds like some Nintendo Direct stuff. You want to you wanna know? Here's what I think it means. Yeah. Um, they've seen Nintendo Directs and how well they work. Yep. They canceled PSX this year. Mm-hmm. 
I think they have I have three levels of this prediction. Mm-hmm. In April, maybe early May, yeah, we get a Sony press conference. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just digital because they've been moving towards just trailers yeah. anyway recently. We get a Sony digital press conference says, hey, these are all the crazy new games coming to your PS4 mm-hmm. over the next year and a half. And they just have their own thing. Mm-hmm. They capture all of the media attention for a while rather than having to, having to fight with everyone else during E3. Yeah. If we elevate that one more, here's another thing that could happen. They announce new hardware, PlayStation 5, in April slash May for purchase and goes on sale November of 2019. And then, craziest prediction of all, PlayStation Experience is April, late April 2019. They announce new hardware. You can get hands-on with the first launch games that day. I don't believe that for a second. Those I think two. that's all going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one of those. All three of those are going to happen. All three of them. <laughs> Uh, I totally disagree with you on the um, PlayStation 5 stuff. I think think they have been open enough and saying it's not going to happen, that it's probably not going to happen. They've been saying a few years out. Um, I don't think they would say, it's a few years out, just kidding, next year. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Because also, like, they haven't done Last of Us Part 2 yet. They haven't done Ghost of Tsushima yet. They haven't done Death Stranding yet. And they're not going to do that. And then, like, Last of Us Part 2 is not going to compete with PS5. None of those games are going to compete with PS5. I mean, that maybe Death Stranding is a, is a cross-gen. We've heard, you know, speculation Last of Us competed before. with PS4? But it was a year before. I don't think it was. Wasn't it the same year? came out in June of that year? Yeah, followed yeah but it November. wasn't like, it wasn't neck and neck with it. It was, there was a few, many months in between. It was like June and then November. Yeah. Um, it just, that, that wouldn't have impacted um, at all. But I don't know. Um the two here are my thoughts. Um, I think I think you're right about like, doing like something more press conference related, like yeah. uh, like a Nintendo Direct, because those events must be so expensive to put on. And how expensive do you think it is for Nintendo to do a Nintendo Direct? It probably costs them next to nothing. Yeah. So I mean, besides just like the man hours that they have to pay anyway to produce that kind of content for a show, you know what I mean? Like it just it just cuts the cost down dramatically. So it makes total sense to do it that way. Um. I think it's a response to how just how badly people viewed Sony's E3 conference this year. Do you think they're going to have so much more to talk about next year? I don't think they will, but it, Exactly. Even if they don't have a press conference, they're not going to have a presence at E3. So that That kind of is the weird mind. thing too. Like yeah. you can't get hands-on with Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima, you can't get mm-hmm. hands-on with Last and, of Us or whatever we have around the corner. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's the part where like your press conference thing might be spot on saying, "Hey, April May we'll do a press conference. Maybe it's intended direct related, but if it's not, then yeah, that hands-on dedicated time makes way more sense for Sony." Yeah. Yeah. Um so I, I think I think you're right in that regard that it's possible. Um it's it's really interesting. Like they're not doing PlayStation Experience. They're not doing E3. It's just to not do both is crazy. Those are yeah. the two biggest events of the year, and they just said, no, we're not going to do either of them. Well, so, they, they said we have new and different ways of reaching out that we're going to so. Yeah. I think here's a positive of this, though, right? Yeah. What happened in the PS2 to PS3 transition? Sony got really arrogant and set in their ways. And we're not. this is not a sign of that kind of behavior. This is a sign yeah. of we want to try something new. Um, yeah, I mean that's literally what they're saying. We want to try new ways to delight gamers. 
that's refreshing to me. I've I've always been concerned that PlayStation Five would be could be not a dud, but like not as big as PS4 was because they got arrogant about it. So right. I'm happy in that sense to hear about this because they're willing to take a risky move. This is a ballsy move. Yeah. This is really ballsy. Even Nintendo, when they backed out of E3, still had an event during E3 and still does, uh, still do like showroom stuff during E3. So, Speaking of, Nintendo has confirmed they will have a presence at E3 2019, and Microsoft says not only will we be there, but we have a lot of fun stuff we're excited to share with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Sony um, is... I don't mean this in a bad sense. They're running out of cards to play for this generation. Yeah. And I, I don't mean that in a negative. I just mean that it's a, as a reality of how these this industry works. Yeah, like I, don't to the think, end of console cycle. I don't think it would be... I mean, I think right now we could it could be viewed as a negative way. The same way at the beginning of the generation, we were all saying, oh my god, Sony doesn't have an exclusive game for the fall. There's mm-hmm. no way that they're going to make it. They're going to totally eat Xbox's dust. And then they just were okay. Yep, And then the next year, whatever fall game was delayed again, they're like, oh my god, they're going to have two falls in a row where they don't have a big exclusive game, and it just doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. And so I think right now, the shock is, oh my god, they're not going to be at E3? What the fuck is going to... They don't have anything to show? They don't have any new games coming out? Like, it might not fucking matter. Yeah. And I don't think it, I don't think it will. Yep. Hold on, maybe some Nintendo tea leaves. Yeah, so um, let's talk about some of this Nintendo stuff here. And we actually have some big stuff to talk about this week. Yeah, um, like how it got YouTube? <laughs> the biggest news of the week, YouTube on Switch. So one is that Nintendo Switch, um, Nintendo talked about the the launch of Nintendo Online, mm-hmm. and they basically said that it went good, and they're now going to focus on broadening the appeal by making it a more robust, better service, but they're not going to release any more subscriber information, like how many people are subscribing. That's like, it's doing really well. We're just not going to tell you how many people bought it. <laughs> yeah. Not a great sign. No, in in video games, in, in most um, in every technology industry, technology, yeah, that's what I was like. Technology, like yeah. when they don't release numbers, it's not the greatest. That's why it's Xbox not. doesn't release their numbers. Mm-hmm. That's why, yeah, that's why Apple recently decided not to release their numbers. Right, they're doing revenue now instead of phone sold. Yeah, um, and like I guess what's concerning to me is that. Nintendo really had to nail this, and they just don't seem to understand what people wanted from this service. And I'm actually referring mostly to like the the Nintendo uh, Entertainment uh, System games on there, or the NES games. I, I who who is excited about NES games? No one. No one. Nobody. Like that was that would have been if they said if they if they did just include SNES as well, much different story. Yep. But they didn't, and I think, for me, that's what's kind of hurting it. I don't know. I think this is a bummer. Um, I hope they do th- good things to broaden their appeal. Yeah. right. I mean, right now, I I honestly, every time I see a story about it, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that even exists. <laughs> yeah. I forgot that's a service that I have. Yep. And, you know, sometimes I do forget that PlayStation Plus exists, but whenever I read a story about it, like, oh, yeah, that exists, and then I think... I've got a shit ton of deals from that and a shit ton of free games from that. And I yeah. see a lot of worth and, and like, value from that. And there then is, I think like, about it and Nintendo Switch Online. I was like, I don't see any benefit from this. No, seriously. If you have a PlayStation or an Xbox and you don't do Plus or Live, you're burning money. Yeah. Like, seriously, it's a shockingly good deal. It's the best deal in gaming, hands down. $40 for Black Friday. Yeah. So I'm I'm bummed out that they're saying it was it was a good launch 
they wouldn't have you they good is not what you say if it was good it's like saying it's, it's like it's like the business version of fine i'm fine yep. i'm fine yep. it's the business version of it it was good yeah we were yeah it was good yeah it we're not going to tell whatever you whatever it, it is good. say it in a high-pitched voice yeah exactly yeah, it was, it was that's good. what it was that was good. that was the recording of fisa actually fisa said yeah it was good man it was really good <laughs> exactly what fisa said speaking of fisa he did talk a lot about um some stuff this week that's i think cooler he talked about the n64 classic mm-hmm. and he said it's it's not coming anytime soon. <laughs> it's basically was the gist of it was it was a, he he viewed the S, SNES classic and the NES classic or really primarily the NES classic as a transitional piece of hardware going from Wii U to Switch is what he said. And um the class the N64 classic he says it's, it's a possibility but we're not anticipating it anytime soon. It's you not know what the in real their subtext was, was. You know that? what the real subtext to that statement was? What? We have to sell 15 million switches in the next five months. Buy Pokemon. Buy Super Smash Bros. Stop yeah. asking me about N64 Classic. Stop stealing Mindshare from Nintendo Switch. That's true. That's true. That's I had not considered that, but you're probably right. Yep. You're probably right. Um, moving on to the classic game selection we were just talking about. Um, again, like... This is... um, Where was it? I don't know. I don't know where it was, Holden. I don't know what you're looking yeah, so, for. So he said this. Okay, so in terms of the classic game content available on uh, Nintendo Online Service, he said, our subscription service, um, Nintendo Switch Online, is going to be the place where you can play our classic content, which kind of to me says this is virtual console, which means we're going to see other games come to that right now. But when he's asked about anything beyond NES, uh, Reggie didn't confirm or deny anything. He just says that we have a lot more games than the NES. Which is like, dude, don't... Gross. Don't release, like... I don't. I can't remember what games are already on here, so I'm sure this stuff's already on there. But like, don't make a big deal out of tennis coming out on this Nintendo Online service. That will attract there. nobody. Talk about Super Metroid. Talk about Earthbound. Talk about like Contra. Talk about Super Mario World. Link to the Past. Like those games will get people to to subscribe. Yeah. Out, you've already have all the games on the NES Classic. I think that would really attract a substantial number of people. Metroid, New Super Mario Bros. Three, and Legend of Zelda. Those three games are going to bring anybody who would have been interested in NES classics to the Switch. Do you have them? It's done. That's it. Yep. Um, with DLC content, he didn't announce anything, but he did point out that Breath of the Wild did except DLC did exceptionally well. He made a point of saying that. Um, so that's interesting. I think exceptionally well because they sold a lot. I don't think anyone really liked it, did they? No, I did. I liked the DLC. You did? Okay. I did, yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, the, the only thing out of the DLC I didn't like was the motorcycle because I'd already beaten the whole game. So it's like, yeah. great. Why do I have this motorcycle now? I wouldn't be opposed to more DLC in Breath of the Wild. I just would rather have the next game. Yep. Um, but they'll make a lot of money off the DLC, so they'll do it. <laughs> the one I thought was the most important. 3DS only releases. He, he made a definitive statement on that. It makes sense. It's basically what you've been saying this whole time. Um, Switch is the main focus in development. It still is. 3DS is not taking away from Switch at all. But it's it, they basically said it's the kids' first gaming experience. This is He literally said five, six, and seven-year-olds. It's for them. It's for the next generation of gamers to start somewhere. That's a quote. The next generation of gamers to start, need to start somewhere. Um $80 2DS, Black Friday deals. Yep. I think they still pushed it a little too hard if that's what their goal is. Yeah. I think a parent would just – they don't have to market it really. I mean to the degree that they do. A 
parent would just go in the store and be like, oh, Nintendo Switch is interested? Oh, but, like, honey, you're five, and that Nintendo thing there is $80 instead. Like, yeah, and you're going to throw it anyway, so I might as well get the one that's giant. And Yeah. A parent doesn't need you to market and tell you that there's new games in 2019 to give that console to their five-year-old. Right. So I kind of disagree with their their um, execution, but their intention, I agree. It makes sense. Um, lastly, and most excitingly, for Nintendo news, Metroid Prime 4 is well in development. Wait, wait, wait. I think you meant to say that. It's well in development. It's well, yeah, it's, it's alright. <laughs> How's the development? It's good, it's good. <laughs> um, so the quote is, um, internally, we have expectations about when Metroid Prime 4 is going to be released, which of course they do. We haven't announced it yet, but yeah, the game is well in development. Here's my prediction. I would hope so, a year and a half after they announced it. Yeah. My prediction is... I, I, PS5 launch title. <laughs> PS5 launch title. No, 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 no. PS6 launch title. Um, oh, yeah. So it is going to be shown off either at the Game Awards or the January Nintendo Direct, which they do every year. We will they, see that game. Right. They, they have a January one. They have a January one. But I think Game Awards is more likely. Nintendo loves showing off big things at the Game Awards. Yeah. And that They've would be to show huge. off something. That you gotta show off something. Three. Yeah. What was that? Or Bayonetta 3. Bayonetta yeah. 3. Yeah, I think that at Game Awards, they'd probably use an opportunity to discuss either um, Animal Crossing in 2019 or Metroid Prime 4. They won't talk about Pokemon because that's just not their marketing wheelhouse. Yeah. That's um, Pokemon Company. And they did mention, and I didn't put this in the notes here, but they did mention that their focus is on Smash and, and talking about Smash. So they're not going to talk about anything else until Smash comes out. Game Awards, I'm pretty sure, is after Smash is released. Uh, When's the Game Awards? Uh, the Game Awards is the 6th of December. Smash is the 7th. Oh, never mind then. Mm, yeah. And then the kind of funny game showcase is the 8th. Yeah. Okay, I take that back then. Never mind. Never mind. I thought that was on the 14th for some reason, but I'm wrong. Nope. That's all. Cool stuff. Speaking came of Prime Nintendo, 4. let's, for our main quest, talk about that Detective Pikachu trailer. Holden DePardo, how many times have you watched this trailer? I can't even count anymore. <laughs> so I many times. I have watched times. this trailer at least 10 times. So you hated it. I am so stoked for this movie trailer. <laughs> I think you're right. This is going to be the very first great video game movie yep. ever made i texted chad as soon as i saw the trailer and it was like oh my god this is what we're talking about on the podcast this is, our, this is our main thing this is huge i'm so excited and i can't believe i'm like excited for a pokemon movie like first of all i know right but like it looks really good like it looks like and here's what it is it's care it looks like they actually care yep. about this being a good movie it could just be a really great trailer and a shit movie that is possible but like this is a damn good trailer i think i love movie trailers it's like a i as a kid i would just watch movie trailers all the time i loved it i think this is one of the best movie trailers one of my favorite movie trailers like for me the watchman trailer has been like my favorite trailer for a movie i love the watchman trailer. i don't even remember that trailer it's a really good trailer you should watch it again you'll still get like the goosebumps like oh i can't wait for this movie to come out and, you know nine years how ago, many minutes of big blue yeah, dong are in the trailer none uh because it's a trailer it's a proof for all audiences <laughs> <laughs> so this though i got that same like goosebumps like oh my god like this is gonna be a movie that i can see in theaters 
the Pokemon, I think, look really good. I don't think they look creepy at all. I think I, I've, I watched it the first time. Yeah. This is part of that care aspect. It's not – they didn't just animate a cartoon over it like Space Jam or exactly. Roger Rabbit. Yeah. These things look like they belong in this world. Yes. They they thought about this world and the design of these Pokemon in a way that they look realistic. They look like they belong there. They don't look out of place. Yeah. But I watched the trailer the first time and I was like, oh my god. I never thought of Pikachu as hairy before. But That's of course. so weird. Of course and then I was Pikachu like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. And then you see Mr. Mime and you see Jigglypuff and you see Charles. And I was like, these kind of do look terrifying. But then I watched it. But... I think what builds that up is that they always find the weirdest, most terrifying-looking Pikachu face for the thumbnails of things yeah. or articles. Mm-hmm. But then I watch it again. I was like, "Fuck no, no!" Pikachu this looks, looks great, great, like it looks really good, fantastic. Mm-hmm. These things look so fucking good. And even I know Daniel from Tequila was just still horrified. Oh, speaking of, he was horrified by Mister Mime. And that's he said, the that's nightmare. Fuel. Best part of the trailer for me. That, tra- that was so laughing. freaking funny. I was laughing so hard. I legitimately had a nightmare with that Mr. Mime in it the next, that <laughs> night. <laughs> I was, someone was choking me from behind and I used the emergency SOS on my Apple Watch <laughs> and the police never came. So I had to throw the guy down on the ground and started punching him. And he just laid there for a second and I got back up and then he started to get back up and I had to smash his face with the heel of my boot. And then when I lifted my boot back up, his face was all caved in and he looked like Mr. Mime. And it then turned into Mr. Mime from the trailer. <laughs> anyway, total side tangent. No, no, no uh, Yes. These, they look like they belong. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. I sent you the article uh, that I saw on IGN where it like shows you the actual like replicas of these Pokemon's heads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just so fucking cool to see. Yeah. This is the realization... And a side story about it here in a second. Mm. This is the realization of all of those, like, things you would see on Tumblr or Imgur of, like, real-life versions of Pokemon. Yeah. And true story, the guy who designed these Pokemon legit was one of those people. The people from the Detective Pikachu movie literally Googled real-life Pokemon, found his artwork, and he works for some game company. And they uh, had him come over and design these designs for the Pokemon. That's awesome. That's very cool. It looks and so they, fucking they good. They all look really good. And that's the great thing, too, is that, like, you look at Charizard and you're like, that's Charizard. If Charizard were real, that's what he would look like. Yep. It just, it's so perfectly done. And I have to, like, imagine, what was the budget for this movie to animate? Oh, it's got to be insane. Detailed all of these characters. I mean, they're not going to have every Pokemon, obviously. But you better right. believe there are going to be shots that have, like, that people will freeze frame and be like, okay, well, that Pokemon was right there. And, yep. like, it's going to be one of those movies where people go back and, like, when they buy it on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever, um, they're going to pause it and just try to find every Pokemon that's in there. Like, you know that's going to be a thing. And I can't wait yep. to see some of that stuff because I just think that I've been, like, seeing Jigglypuff. I'm like, that is so cool seeing Jigglypuff real like that. That's yep. so cool. Her freaking scowl. Yeah. But if you, even if you look past all of that, the reason I think this looks good is that it looks like it's a good story despite being Pokemon. Yeah. It just looks like it's a good story. It's basically a boy and his dog story. It's really what it is, but it's a boy and his Pikachu. That's Ryan Reynolds who could talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess and Ryan to... Reynolds is, is so good. He's Perfect, officially yeah. the, the best voice actor in Hollywood. <laughs> the, officially. The, officially? Fucking Tom Hanks as Woody. <laughs> it's now Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool and Pikachu. 
<laughs> the whole I I died laughing with the I've been so lonely. And yes. That was so good. Um, I just oh man, Do you, apparently Danny DeVito was supposed to play Pikachu originally or something like that. That was a big old joke. Was it a joke? Okay, that okay. was a big old joke. When, for, that's because this movie was supposed to be stupid. It's yeah, based it on a dumb game that yep. when they announced the movie, it was only available in Japan. They hadn't mm-hmm. even announced the the release for it, and it's yeah. like a, an offshoot, like a very small offshoot of mm-hmm. a huge like franchise that nobody gives a shit about. Detective Pikachu. Yeah, and then you see this, and you're just like, "Jizz!" <laughs> it's so good. I've shown it to a bunch of people as well. I'm like, "Hey, I know you don't like video games, but I just want to gauge what you think about this trailer." Yeah, and everyone's been like, "That looks really good. I want to see that." It does. Yeah, it just and looks you, like a good you movie. talk about care. Like, not only does it have look like it's going to have a great story, these Pokemon are designed and cared mm-hmm. for really well, but the film itself looks. Like a well lot of show in time when it, yeah. it's so well shot. They have yeah. that that cinematic aspect mm-hmm. ratio, probably using that anamorphic lens. They've got yeah. the, like the neon lights and the aesthetic of it all was all well planned out. It looks mm-hmm. like something that you might see, like yeah, I don't know, Blade Runner esque, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it's. And then you see all the reference. If you look at like the uh, the movie poster, there's a poster where it has Pikachu and then like a shadow of the mm-hmm. lightning bolt on the street. Yeah, and you can see. Easily 30, 40, like, small references to the Pokemon games and different versions. I want to watch all it of the signs. so bad right now. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, I also, like, I got this impression, too. Like, to go back to the story, I know I'm going to cry at the end of this movie. I got that vibe. I don't know <laughs> what it is, but I just got this whole, like, Pikachu's going to die in the movie like every dog No, 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 no. This is going to happen is this is th- – they can't find his father, but they realize that he just needed Pikachu this whole time. And they're Pikachu gonna be was his dad the whole time. <laughs> Pikachu was his dad the whole time. <laughs> he starts getting like you know uh, rosy cheeks and like, gets a yellow tail. And, <laughs> I um, will electrocute you. you. <laughs> that was so funny. I like. Do you hear him? You hear him? Pika Pika. Yeah, I hear him. Yeah, that she can't thing. hear me. Can't yet. Yeah, she can't hear me. You're so adorable. Oh god, I'm I I'm just I'm really floored by how excited I am for this. Yep. Um. Who would have thought a Pokemon movie would look this fucking good? <laughs> I mean, Pokemon, the first movie, when it came out when I was in, I think, third grade. Yeah. People were up and like, oh, my God, this is going to be amazing. It's a basically a feature-length Pokemon cartoon. Mm-hmm. But this movie was supposed to be stupid as shit. Oh, yeah. I think we mocked it when it was announced. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we did. I mean, I don't remember, but it's this podcast, so we probably mocked it. Probably. <laughs> Most likely. Um, and of course, we don't really know for sure if this is going to be great or not. It could still be bad. I mean, there have been plenty of movies that have had really good trailers and then turned out to be bad. Just like the uh, Harry Potter Crimes of Grindelwald movie that we just watched. Oh, God. Spoiler alert. So it's bad. really not good. You shouldn't Crimes see it. Crimes of Grindelwald is not good. No. But uh, this, I, I, I wish it the best. And I think the reason I'm excited is not even because... This movie, I think, will be good, but if this movie is good and does well at the box office, we will finally have video game movies that have a serious budget behind it, with serious artists behind it, with serious intentions behind it, and going back to the word care. We have not seen good video games movies because it's been a cash grab. It has not been a care grab, if that's even a thing. It's not a thing, but you know what I mean. Um. Yeah, and you know, it, as much as we're kind of like, yeah, how funny is it that it's Pokemon? But at the same time, of course, this was Pokemon was going to do this. It's yeah. the biggest 
intellectual property on the planet. You know what this, oddly enough, right, reminds me of a little? Gremlins. Yeah. It kind of, you know, like, they have that real-world look mm-hmm. to them. Um, obviously, they were puppets back then with practical effects. Mm-hmm. But, like, weird-ass, kind of ugly, kind of adorable monsters that everyone's going to... Even people who don't like little tiny monsters or kid stuff, they're going to look at them and be like, oh, that's kind of cute, and then maybe they'll buy a stuffed animal of it. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. just, make, in my head, making parallels to Gremlins. And then you see that ugly-ass green one. I was thinking about Gremlins recently, actually. How is that movie PG... I know the PG-13 rating wasn't around. Oh, man. But there are literally... Even, even the Goonies. I don't really like, get too much, but there's a scene in Gremlins where they take one of the Gremlins and throw him into a blender or something like that, and the green yeah. blood flies everywhere. It's because the like, blood was green. Because the blood was green. It was violent. That was a really yeah. violent scene. Like, it wasn't just like, it went some places. It went everywhere. It was everywhere in that room. The whole room was green afterwards. Yeah. 80s and 90s movies, man. They PG was a lot different. Yeah. Like, they say shit all the time in The Goonies, and it's still PG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, even uh, even E.T. as well. Like, we're there just, are parts of it where they're just, just cussing up a storm. We're protecting the children too much nowadays. We're just sheltering them. That's it. They're Super too fragile, fragile children. the children. Get out of here, children. Just kidding. <laughs> Most of you guys who listen to this are probably children. <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> <laughs> What a responsible adult. I think children listen to this. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our end game. We all know Detective Pikachu is going to be great. So we're going to move on to the last part of our show where we wrap up and talk about all of the community-based parts. Of this. I'm, I'm having a stroke right now. It's okay. I'm tired too. It's fine. Uh, we have no subscriber in our audience, <clears throat> despite one that's in here. We uh, have a poll that I just put out right now, so it's useless. Um, You're not going to answer the interrogative, Chad? Uh, you didn't even try on this to make it look like something I might have written. No, I didn't. So That's why wrote, I just wrote here, this is Chad here. <laughs> at Respawn Aim Fire. Chad, have you been tweeting about Red Dead... Or you've been tweeting about Red Dead Redemption 2 a lot recently. Are you considering it for Game of the Year? <laughs> well, yes, easily. This is Chad here. And Red Dead Redemption 2 is my favorite <laughs> game of all time. Just beating out Breath of the Wild. <laughs> You know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was a, a thing that was going on on Twitter where, like, if you had to tweet something out mm-hmm. to let your followers know something was wrong without actually saying it, like, if you were kidnapped, what would you say to your followers to let them know you were in trouble without actually saying, I'm in Breath trouble? Breath of the Wild is the best game of all time is what you would tweet that's exactly out. What I, that's exactly <laughs> what yep. I – I don't remember what I, what I tweeted. Oh, I said uh, Slytherin for life. That's what I said. Oh, okay. But it would but also this, be... This sounds like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a serious If I ever now. say this, you guys, someone has a gun to my head. <laughs> Before we get into our Game on Game show, I do want to mention the Participation Award, which is how you can win 20 freaking bucks to the gaming service of your choice. Tell me all you about can that, either, Chad. Um, well, you can respond to things on Twitter. You can interact with us. You can sub- submit subscriber interrogatives. You get one entry per week for each entry method. One of them is communication. One of them is referring friends to us. One of them is reviewing us on the podcast service of your choice. And you get entered into a raffle at the end of the month. At the end of the month, we will be doing our barf of the month as well. Backlog accomplishment with respawn and friends. Transformers, robots in your eyes. Ocarina of Time Ooh. is our barf of the month. I'm playing it on 3DS. What are you playing it on? 3DS, 3DS. as well? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. I'm playing the Master um, Quest version. 
Nice. Good. Yeah. So you have some like extra added challenge in there. Exactly. Because I've beaten that game plenty of times. And then to wrap up the thing, we're going to do the thing. We've got another edition of Video Game Would You Rather. What? A or B? <laughs> Who knows? It's a night, y'all. We've got five <laughs> video game related Would You Rathers here. This is a returning segment. Hold on. We're just going to go through and talk about them. Yeah. Um, I, I think know how it works. Pretty, I've done this before. tame. I think, compared to some of the ones we usually have. We've had some ridiculous ones, so... Yeah. 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 Are you ready? I'm ready. Here's the setup for this first one. Okay. Random encounters are real. Okay. And they happen about every 20 steps in real life. That's obnoxious. Okay. Would you rather, instead of monsters that you encounter, you encounter Elvis impersonators or obnoxious people with clipboards? obnoxious people with clipboards because I walk by those people all the time and ignore them anyway. <laughs> well, you can just walk by Elvis impersonators as well. Yeah, but I'd have a harder time stop. Like, I've never seen an Elvis impersonator before. I would stop and be like, Elvis impersonator. But if it's every, like, 20 steps, I can just walk past a person with a clipboard telling me that I should, yeah. like, support whatever movement they think is important. But, no. I'll just I, uh, I can – I always walk everywhere with my AirPods in. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to listen to anything anyway, so I can just totally ignore the Elvis impersonators. They're not trying to get my attention. They're just impersonating the Elvis. Mm-hmm. Whereas people with clipboards are always, like, waving from a block away. Hi! Hi! So, how are you? I like your jacket. Can you sign this green, pe- green piece clipboard? I think and they're I just, always trying to track me down. Yeah. I, so here's the thing with me is that I'm the person who, when I'm walking down the street, is just looking everywhere. And I notice everyone as I'm walking by them. Mm-hmm. So those people the clipboards i notice them because i look at everybody when i'm walking down the street and they see me and then there's a moment of eye contact it's like fuck like damn it (laughs) now they've seen me and every time they don't look at them but again because i had this habit of looking at everybody when i'm walking down the street i always do it i always do it (laughs) so maybe having one every 20 steps would help me break that habit there you go just look down look down you'll always be a slave that's from (laughs) les mis that's from les mis (laughs) it was a french slave okay sean valjean Jean Valjean, Claude Van Damme. Played by Hugh Jackman. Played by a huge Jackman. Huge Jackman. <laughs> Next Has up. anyone ever said that before? I actually never heard that before. Uh, my roommate and I say it all the time. Okay, I've never heard it before. Okay. Uh, next up, would you rather always have to wear the iron boots from Zelda <laughs> or always have to wear the swimsuit from Mario Odyssey? Oh, that's tough. Yep. Do you want to walk everywhere like... <clears throat> with every step having to wrench your legs off the ground or always only have a swimsuit on with your nipples out see here's the thing here's here's personal thing you don't know about me but i'm about to tell you in the world about your nipples are Reese's cups (laughs) (laughs) that was a brilliant callback that was amazing no i get i really hate being on the beach without a t-shirt on or like a swimming shirt. I am the oh, person who no, wears a swimming shirt. Oh, no, that was me for 20 years of my life. Yep, I am the still... 20, let's be honest, 25 years of my yeah. life. It's not even like... I'm pudgy. Totally pudgy. I'm a fat guy. Um, it's not even because of that. It's because I just like wearing clothes. The other people would be like, like, you'll tell me, like, oh my gosh, like, um, I had the whole apartment to myself, and like, oh, I just like walked around naked. It was the best thing ever. And I never get that. Can't I'm stop like, masturbating. <laughs> I'm always just like, oh, I'm home alone. Well, I better put something nice on. I want to look nice. (laughs) (laughs) 
I want to look nice for my dogs. For my dogs. So <laughs> I really don't like not having clothes on. So I would choose the iron boots, which would then have an added fitness benefit. I get swole as fuck. So no swimsuit for me. Dude, every day is leg day. Every day is leg day. Every moment is leg moment at that point. I <laughs> I would do a uh, swimsuit, but I would move. But you I would wouldn't... move to like... South oh, yeah, Carolina yeah. or Florida or Georgia, somewhere yeah. or Southern California. Somewhere where it's not negative 42 degrees during the winter. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> All right, number three. Would you rather yeah. everyone you talk to in real life just grunts and hands you written messages? <laughs> so basically like text-based RPGs like Zelda. You know me well. You know that's the option I'm not taking. <laughs> or everyone you talk to in real life talks in a whiny anime fairy voice. Oh my god. Fuck <laughs> you, dude. Hodden, welcome to the thing! We're gonna have so many donuts! <laughs> Chad knows me very well, because those are two things I can't stand. So one thing, I don't text people. I don't like I don't like texting people. <laughs> Just don't oh my text. God. Um, um, I'm the worst texter ever. I was speaking ever. to Jeff D. Mm-hmm. from work. Uh, Jeff Derringer. Yeah. And he um, <laughs> he told me the other day, why do people call people? People who call people should just die. They should be dead. And I was like, I know. I text Holden all the time, and he responds with a phone call. I'm just like, fucking stop it. I texted you for a reason. <laughs> I hate texting. It's so impersonal. And, like, things get lost in translation all the time. It's just the worst. So, like, living in a world where I'd have to be handed notes and, like, read them and then write notes back is, like, the worst <laughs> thing ever for me. I would hate that so much. But you love writing in your journal. That's different. It's for me. It's it's not for other people. Okay. And then the other part of it is um, – the other side of that is the f- f- fucking annoying voices. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate anime because of that stuff. <laughs> the extreme anime that has that kind of stuff. And not all anime does. Um, I don't know, but at least I would be talking to people and I would just get used to that over time. I would never get used to the handing notes back and forth. Yeah. I think uh, that was I think a, I would that do, was a I would good do one for me. Messages, I think written messages. Yeah, we're very yeah. different in that way. Did I ever tell you about the time I was on a train and I was sitting across from a woman mm-hmm. who looked? She was maybe like thirty. She looked like a completely normal person because you know you can you can find some fucking crazies on Chicago's public oh, yeah. transit. She looked like a total normal person, well dressed. Uh, she was well put together. She's just sitting there. Her mouth is completely closed, and she's just staring out the window, and all you hear is, and her completely emotionless. She just looks like she's daydreaming, and I was like, is there a tiny woman trapped in your mouth? (laughs) Did you eat someone, and they're trying to break out of your body? What is going on? And she was just screaming with her mouth closed for a good 10 minutes on the train my step grandmother can close her mouth mm-hmm. fill her whole mouth with air and then talk completely like um legibly or understand you can understand everything she's saying it's the weird it's like what you just did but yeah. you can actually hold a conversation with her that way kind of like kenny from south park is that a thing i don't know yeah we're, or kenny he's all zipped up and he's like 
But it's like not muffled at all. It is clear as day. That's it's not the weirdest. Possible it's because the your lips weirdest and your tongue thing. articulate the I letters know, to make the sound. I know. It's impossible for her to do if her lips are closed. That's why it's so bananas when you see no, it happen. The only logical explanation is telepathy. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's what it is. How could I be so foolish, Chad? <laughs> Number four. Would you rather... If you didn't finish your to-do list every day, the moon crashes into the earth and you have to start the day from scratch. Or, go to the moon and fight the final boss, but then you have to live the rest of your days there for the rest of your life. On the moon. This is easy, actually. This is very easy for me. Um, As many of you know, I'm in school right now. Mm -hmm. And this semester has been the busiest semester of my... Just the busiest period of my entire life. It is insane. And the reason I've gotten through it is by making a to-do list every morning of what I have to do. And it's kept me diligent. It's kept me disciplined. And I've, like, seriously, everything in my life has gotten better as a result of this. Um, Like, so much so that, like, I'm doing this now for the rest of my life. It's really remarkable. Do it. It's awesome. Um, So the pressure to do those things and the consequence of not doing them is that the moon destroys the earth and I have to do everything all over again. That sounds like a great incentive to finish everything on that to-do list. <laughs> so yeah. I will take that one because it actually sounds like it would benefit my life. I would take that route for almost the same reason, mm-hmm. but also because the opposite is uh, there's no oxygen on the moon. You're going to die right away. Oh, yeah. That's true as well. So yeah. for anyone who's like, wait a minute, that one's not video game related. Uh, first of all, Zelda Majora's Mask. Yeah. Second of all, Final Fantasy IV. Spoilers, oh, yeah. if you haven't played Final Fantasy IV and you can go I, to the moon at the end. Can I just say something? You just reminded me. Yeah. I have purposely not included a new story on the past few weeks because I hate this story. And it's a story that new development, new developers being hired for next Zelda game. Nintendo's officially working on a new Zelda game. Right. And I yeah. just like, of course they are. But amongst this game being talked about, I hear this all the time. And it's... You know, for the next Zelda game, I really just want something smaller, like a Majora's Mask-style game. I hear that all the time. It's like the only thing I hear. And I, and I keep thinking about it. I'm like, no, you don't. You just want a Zelda game sooner. That's all you want. You just want a Zelda game <laughs> yeah, sooner. Yeah, you want the, what was that, a year turnaround? Yeah, exactly. You just years? want it sooner. You don't you, That's wait. what you really mean. Yeah. Don't, just, just wait the five years for a really amazing Zelda game. Just wait. You don't want a one-year turnaround for a game of, <laughs> of like Breath of the Wild. You don't want it. Trust me. Anyway, that's all I have to say. Go ahead. Last, would you rather? Would you rather 17% of your sneezes make you diarrhea your pants? Or 17% of the time that you start your game console up, all of your save files get deleted? So you're choosing a lot that are like very specific to me. (laughs) And I have have to like share something very personal about myself in order to explain my answer. So here we go again. Um, Definitely not doing the sneezing one because I have this thing <laughs> where when I sneeze, I can't just sneeze once. I have to sneeze like oh, 11 God, times that's in right. a row. That's right. So like the odds of me shitting my pants are very high at that point. Every time you would shit your pants. Every time. So I definitely won't take that option. <laughs> I will risk losing everything on my safe games to not shit my <laughs> pants probably every day. Yeah, I don't sneeze that often, and when I do, it's one sneeze, like a normal grown adult. But you've been around me. You're, like, you know it's yeah, true. I sneeze like a million times in a row. I can't just sneeze once. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I would just live with like, okay, maybe I have to play my games in longer sessions or mm-hmm. play it all at once. Or... Yeah. 
Or just yeah. backups. Just make a backup. Will this delete your backup as well? Let's say yes. You're evil. Why would you do that? <laughs> this is video game would you rather, not video game let's all be friends and rosy. <laughs> all right. That's the end of video game would you rather and the end of episode 84 of Respawn Aim Fire, the mm-hmm. world's most irreverent kick-ass gaming podcast on the planet and the moon, Final Fantasy IV. Join us in just a few days. Yeah. On Tuesday, our normal time, we're recording it a day early, mm-hmm. where we will talk about the embargoed game that we both have been playing. And we can't tell you what it is because we're embargoed, but we will have, we'll have a guest on that? Uh, yes. We are anticipating having a guest. Yeah. His birthday is the day before we record, so we don't know if he will be alive. Ah, yes. But yes, we anticipate having a guest that you all have met before. Yeah. Um, so join us on Tuesday. Play Zelda Ocarina of Time. And uh, stay classy, San Diego. Yep. And then next week we're talking about that game. We're not going to have a full episode. We're just talking about just that game next week. Yep. And then the week after Thanksgiving, we'll talk about Game Awards and our predictions for Game Awards. So look forward to that. Looking forward to it. Until next time, here's our usual sign-off. I might have to poop. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>